Welcome to Couch Co-op, episode two. Hello. Um, I'm Ian. I'm Jared. And uh, we're back. Hopefully uh, you guys found us with the first episode and you're back because uh, you enjoyed listening to us talk and about... hopefully you subscribed. <laughs> subscribed, or downloaded, or liked, or something. Um, this is a supplemental podcast to our uh, YouTube show, Couch Co-op. Uh, you can find that show on uh, youtube.com slash milkmanpictures. And uh, it's a, a fun show where we have a whole, bun- whole group of guys talking about video games. And here we, uh, we just kind of sit here and we kind of uh, talk a little more in depth about some of the topics that maybe we uh, just kind of, because we get kind of, we, we do a lot of drinking on that show. Yeah. <laughs> a few things are missed here and there. <laughs> so uh, on this episode, we're going to kind of go more in depth with uh, uh, current video game trends um, that we like or dislike. Um, I think one of the, the big ones we got into, and I, um, I feel like maybe we should kind of get more in depth on is, uh, the, uh, the streaming, the video game streaming. Yeah. Um, I know that PlayStation, uh, is in beta testing right now for their place, uh, their PlayStation Go. Um, and I believe Steam is working on their streaming. And uh, so, what do you what do you think about that? I like the idea of video game streaming. I do. I think that eventually more companies will end up doing it. Uh, of course, what uh, Amazon has been rumored to get into console gaming, and a lot of people are thinking that that's going to be a streaming box uh, for just like Android games. Who knows? Uh, what was the company Double Fine or something like that? They developed Killer Instinct. Uh, Amazon just bought oh, Helix, them. Helix. Helix, Helix. Helix. That's right. And yeah, that's a big thing. I mean, that's a pretty decent game developer, and Amazon getting into the game. And I wouldn't doubt. I mean, they already have their services where they're streaming uh, movies and uh, any of that with their Prime service. So I could see that being a benefit added on to that but uh streaming on consoles I, I think that's a good transition i mean a lot of people already stream half of their movies through there on any of the tons of video apps that are on xbox and playstation via netflix hulu crunchy rule any of those and do, do you feel um because like with the playstation go thing i mean they're talking not just on consoles but they're saying like their tv will be set up to stream like you can yeah. just take a playstation controller sync it up to the tv and then do you feel like maybe sony is moving into a position where there no longer needs to be a console i kind of feel like this is like their great plan like maybe it'll just be a service like on your television like just like netflix like the future of playstation is just an app do you ever see that do you think that could be a possibility I, I'd like to think no, because I enjoy having my system. Because I don't want to replace like computer hardware or whatever, and uh, you might have to upgrade your TV more often, which maybe sounds not. really expensive. Maybe, but maybe if it's firmware. just streaming and just software and firmware on the TV See? that you have to download, it which wouldn't be too bad. But I, I think that. A lot of people would still have issues giving so. up their box games. You think so? That, that'll be a while before... We haven't really give, been... It hasn't really been a big deal, though, giving up our Blu-ray players and not buying discs. I mean... 
Yeah. Well, I, I haven't bought many digital copies of movies. I stream movies, but well, I, I don't buy too many digital copies of movies. We talked about in the last episode, though, like how we didn't really care about the physical copies of games. Yeah. Like we, you know, so I mean. Yeah. Well, a lot of them aren't released on retail, so you don't true. really have a choice. So, I mean, if it ever went that way and you didn't have a choice to have a box, because you're not going to be able to download it and copy it to a disc and uh, make your own pretty graphics to put in a box and <laughs> right. shove it on your shelf, you know. I'm sure somebody would figure out how, but uh, I I don't really want to because cable companies would be pissed off at me. I like playing games, and I'd probably force them to cap me or something, so I wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, that's uh, already a concern with the new laws going in effect. Right, right. And, I have another. So I've I know I know that we're both uh, PlayStation Plush. Plush, plus own, uh, users. Plush, yes. plush, plus users. Yeah. Um, how do you think this? How do you think having PlayStation Go will affect PlayStation PlayStation Plus? Why am I having such a hard time saying? Yeah, that? no kidding. But why man. do you? Th- I mean, because like, if you think about it now, we subscribe and we get like three, four free games a month. Do you think that like PlayStation Go is like what's going to replace that in a sense? Like maybe. Um, I I think it'll be a completely separate subscription plan, yeah, Uh, because it's more of a marketplace with the PlayStation Plus. You know, you get discounts in the store, and they give you a free game that's usually sponsored by tons of money from PlayStation or Sony to go to one of these companies to actually do that. Did you ever ever use uh, one of those... Like I've never used Gaikai. I don't know. No. What, uh, or uh, what was it? On Live? Did you ever Online. never use any of those? I never time? did. Um, did you? I the, I guess the only thing I could say that is the closest thing to streaming gameplay I played was uh, the 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 Quake Online thing where you could play it through the browser. Yeah, I think I, I played that. I think that's the. I, I, I would imagine that's probably the only the closest thing I've ever played to like kind Which of a streaming. I, I don't game. even really know if it's streaming. Don't they install like this big application to your browser? So a lot of it's already cached. Maybe that might be. Yeah, I, so, I have no idea how that works. I'm not smart yeah. like that, Jared. <laughs> me, me neither. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it works on a different kind of technology where none of the data would actually be on your system. Even your save files would be on their networks. But I do think it's brilliant, man. I mean, I think you know, you know, you you have you have a service, and you can go to your PlayStation Three, go to your PlayStation Four, go to your Sony television. I think and, even Android tablets and, and tablets, stuff like that, yeah, as long as you can plug your controller into it. Right, or sync it, Bluetooth. I mean, it, it does seem like a very um, a brilliant thing. I think I think they only announced, like, what, a handful of PlayStation 3 titles, which was surprising to me, because, like, if you're going to, like, kind of start off, maybe some simple, lower, easier, like, PlayStation or PlayStation 2 titles, I mean, they went big with the games. I mean, you're talking Uncharted or Last of Us, uh... What was it? Uh, Beyond? I mean, it's... Well, I think the way they could have shocked people is the people that got into the beta being able to play PlayStation 4 games on their PS3 that are demoing this product. That would be pretty awesome if they were playing something like Outlast on the streaming service that they got into. But they don't want that, that Jared. They want to sell consoles and games. Yeah, of (laughs) course, but that... They they're already putting new stuff on there. I mean, I what I think the newest one was Puppeteer, hmm. which is less than a year old. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I think I see and I and I agree. I I agree with it being like shocking, but I feel like 
they don't want to get too far ahead of themselves yeah. yet because like if it does if it does go that way where like it's a possible thing where like PlayStation Five is not a console but just a service app, a service yeah then uh, but they want to wait and see do you think do you think uh, Microsoft will react they're probably looking at companies I, I would assume that they're Steam thinking is, about Steam's it and just kind of st- seeing where it's going but it would be smart for them too I don't think they're a company that would pass up on an opportunity like this you think so okay so what was uh, one of the other ones we were talking about was uh, what else did we talk about in that damn show uh, we talked about monetization uh, microtransactions in games which uh, I don't know if we needed to add any more to that but i do think that it's i think it's a very worrisome trend it could be um mainly like the small things like uh if you're wanting the best weapons and stuff like that like there's games that you buy and you can work up to get the best things but then there's ones where you can also just buy it. So like when you start the game, you can spend such and such money and you have everything that all these people that work their asses off for it can right. just jump in right away. Hey, I'm going to kick your ass. So like so like uh, Mass Effect 3 was one of those games that kind of had it in its multiplayer. You could buy the packs. Did you ever buy any? I did. N- well, yeah, I did. Because uh, <laughs> I, I remember during Christmas a couple of years ago, like everybody decided, oh, Jared really needs some PlayStation money. Oh, so I got like oh, I see. $200 worth of PlayStation <laughs> Network money. So I just went on a spending spree, and I think I bought a couple of packages, which ended up being crap. I think I got like one new character. It's all randomized, which right, right. it's kind of cool, but it's not unfair because you're not fighting people. You're doing cooperative wave battling you're just fighting waves of enemies off so it's not an unfair advantage over anybody it's just like hey i want some extra characters i want this cool gun no i i uh i didn't really i i did do it for that game a couple times yeah but i only did it i was like it's like oh and i checked my wallet i was like oh there's a few dollars in there fuck it i'll buy i'll buy some stuff but it's like you could see how like people would just that's one of those things it's like but it, but I think then it gets kind of crazy. Like uh, in Forza, one of the ga- one of the one of the cars that you could get four hundred dollars, four hundred real dollars to buy just this car in a game. Is it still like that? I I know I, they no, got I, a lot of they, hell for the prices and they, all the scrutiny that they just threw on their customers. Well, I think uh, with that particular case, I know that they had to fix some stuff because they were saying that you could get these certain cars and you weren't getting these certain cars so they had to fix that they patched it so like the microtransactions wasn't so in your face in the menus but i still believe that some of those cars are like really expensive but they did they changed the money kind of percentages so like the money was worth less where you know so when you bought it there was more of it but can you earn the cars in game or are there ones that you can only buy with real money? You can, I think. Uh, I I, I, I would that would be I think like there's I think there's both virtual cases. Virtual suicide. I, I, I couldn't imagine both, I think that. there's both cases. That would be horrible if any game where you couldn't earn something 
in game by working your ass off for that. If if you're working so hard to earn the best car in the game, you should be able to get that car and there shouldn't be like this dividing line like, oh, if you're wealthy and want to spend this money on our game as an addition to buying your game, okay, yeah, have these cars, but nobody else will be able to get them because you support us more than these people did. Right. I don't believe in that. I think that would just be a horrible, horrible plan. Very rarely do I, am I like, do I want to go and buy something, you know, like, oh, I need this or I need that. I'm just going to play the game. I can play the game. I've never been to a point where, like, I can't get anywhere, you know. It's like, Gran Turismo, I can buy credits, but, like, I can just race the game and, like, get credits, and then that's the game, right? Yeah. Why I want to play the game, but it's scary, I think. Like, especially, I I knew Forza was getting it. I was surprised that Gran Turismo put it in. You know, I'm even surprised that Rockstar put it in their game. I mean, I just, it's just kind of bizarre. It's like, it's a very, I mean, it's obviously a very free-to-play aspect. You know, you play, I play Real Racing 3, you know, and I play it like once, twice a month. So when I check back in, they've given me a whole bunch of gold to go buy stuff. So it's like, okay, I'm going to go race the tracks and play a little bit. And then I go away and I don't play it, you know. I'm yeah. not, but like, it's weird that some people are so, that they, it's weird that people buy that. Why do people buy that? You guys out there in listening land, like, if you're one of those people, I want to know why. You should like, give us, send us some feedback, like. What makes you, are you, that, I guess it's buying time, really. Like, you don't, like, I have enough time in my life to grind for credits in Gran Turismo. Yeah. Like, is, is I guess it's just, a, that's, your, you're paying for time, I guess. But, uh, it's, it's worrisome to me, I think. Yeah. I mean, I get it in a free-to-play game where you're getting it for free, and those developers need money. But Rockstar, Gran Turismo, those guys... They don't really need money. Well, I, I think these companies are learning their lesson over time. I mean, in-game purchases haven't been around a horrible amount of time. What the first one was back on uh, Oblivion, Elder Scrolls. Was that in-game now? Yeah, I oh, think so. Yeah, because that was that's the horse armor. The one, horse right? armor. Yeah, that that's was like in-game? the first DLC piece that people. Well, it was DLC, buy. but was it in-game? Yeah. Oh really? What do you mean in-game? Well, like, you're in the game, like Mass Effect 3 in multiplayer, you're playing the game, and then oh, you're in no, the menu, you, no. it says, you want to buy this now? No, you had to be in the actual right. digital oh, marketplace. Yeah, yeah. No, no, like, in-game is like, like, like Forza's saying, like, you know, that. I don't like, know where that first came from, but yeah. I mean, I, I remember, like, when Mass Effect 3 came out about the multiplayer, it got a little yeah. bit of flack for having it in-game. Yeah, I don't know that's, what game. That's one of the first ones I remember, but. I know free-to-play games. I know, like, mobile games has been there forever for the free-to-play. It's like, oh, hey. Yeah, well, the mobile games, those ones are unfair because I've actually played a couple where, you know, I was playing it just to see what it's like and you get to certain areas and you just can't do anything because your weapon's not powerful enough and you see the weapon that you have versus the weapon that you could buy for five bucks that is like ten times more powerful than what you have, so people are kind of forced into it. Unless you want to spend five hours whooping on these enemies that are giving you two experience points to mm-hmm. get up to a higher level, they finally beat the boss waves, and it's yeah, it's more unfair. It's slight, um, almost possible to go through the game, but it's going to take you forever to do it, and it won't be any fun because you're just grinding, grinding, grinding. Right. So another one that I think we didn't talk about, and I'm interested to know about. 
I guess this is kind of more Microsoft. Um, the Connect, I guess, at this point. Like, I mean, I know Sony has it. I, I feel like it's a gimmick that ended la this last generation, but the current, the new generation is bringing it back. Do you, I don't really feel like last generation, we really got a lot of great motion, visual gaming stuff going on. Are, do you think they're really going to focus on it this generation? Do you really think it's like a, it, it trended so well that it's like something that, or is it just a gimmick still and no one cares? I, that's, they, that's hard to say because maybe, maybe they're just trying for like what the Wii had its success in. Is it a huge family thing? Hey, the family can get together and have fun. All right, well, maybe this is different. Do you like it? I've never got, well, I, I got to use the Connect. It was like a demo station at uh, the waterfront in Portland uh, during some event. I, th I don't think it was Brewfest. It was like a cooking one. But they had the demo station there, and you couldn't pick what game you wanted to play. So I went in, and they made me play that uh, dancing game. What the crap is that called? <laughs> And just, I, just dance. I I am the whitest dancer out there, and I'm like I can't even do the robot. I'm so stiff. I need some oil on my joints, and mm -hmm. I'm making a fool of myself up there. And I, I think eventually they finally played the like adventure one, where you're going down the inner tube on the lake, and yeah, it was kind of fun. I didn't hate that game. It was actually kind of fun to play. So it's a fun thing, but is it? It's not a time dump. It's like, hey, I, I got some spare time. I, here, here, kid, come over here and play. It's like cousin or whatever. I was looking for something to do for 10 minutes and then head out the door. So do you think it was uh, wrong of Microsoft to put the Kinect in the, in the box? Yeah, well, for a certain crowd, of course, every, there's going to be a split decision on that. But for the normal gamer... They don't really care. I don't think it's anything that anybody really wants to use and have all turned it off if they could, which I think they can. But the games that are coming out, as far as I can tell, none of them are really utilizing it, so it's kind of pointless so far. Uh, controlling your whole entertainment system, if it all worked in sync with it, would be kind of cool. I could see that being a benefit because... Who wants to deal with, like, six remotes on their table, you know? If, if the Xbox can control at least several of them, that would be kind of cool. But for games, I don't think it's where it should be. I One thing I've always thought would be kind of cool is if lots of people actually had it and just use it as kind of a cell phone service or a phone service from house to house. You know, somebody calls somebody's Xbox, even if they're online, it'll turn on and start mm -hmm. ringing in the speakers. I think that'd be kind of cool. I mean, there's always been movies, and in the future, everybody talks on big video screens. I, this is true. I guess that would be where that comes from. Well, Skype, they have, they do have Skype on there. But you have to sit at a computer. <laughs> I, I, as far as I know, no TVs come equipped with Skype. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, so you have to sit at a computer, but the, the closest thing I can think of to that would be the Xbox. Hmm. If anybody ever implemented some phone app to take it out of standby if somebody's calling you. Right. So we go from one kind of pointless peripheral to another. We talked about tablets a little bit on the last show. Um, second screens. Obviously, Microsoft has its, what is it, glass surface 
thing. Uh, the Wii U obviously has a tablet. And, uh, you know, uh, the PS4, you can hook the Vita, you know, or use it in all of them, I believe. Any you can use a smartphone or tablet. Um, I think we made it pretty clear that we didn't care, really care for it. But do you think it's something that's going to be, like, all the way through this generation? It's always going to be, like... Or is it just going to be something that gets dropped? It's like it's kind of a catchy thing right now, but like, or do you think like till the end of the generation we'll be able to do things on the tablet? There, there is something I personally would use the tablets for, and I think it would be really cool if like the main screen, the TV, was a board game, right? And each person had their cards oh, or their right. pieces or, or whatever. You could move your own piece around on the screen. I, it would show up, and that's you could roll your own dice on your screen and. That's what you're getting at in the show. Yeah, I, I didn't think quite get what cool. that's what you were saying. I thought, okay, I get what you're saying. Like, if everyone, like, had a smartphone. Yeah, everybody has a smartphone, and they could connect it to the system in this one game, and you could, like, have your own bits and pieces. I mean, your cards could be hidden on the screen. You could flip them onto the screen, oh, and everybody yeah. would be that's in sync. Cool. And I think that would be awesome. Why didn't you bring that up in the Couch Co-op episode? It's too okay. short. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> That's no. what this show's for. No, but in the, in the previous episode of this. Anyway, never mind. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a great idea, actually. Or it, it could be a huge thing for families because right. instead of buying a $60 controller to play a game on your screen, you know, you don't need four of those. You just, everybody already has it at least one or two tablets in their house and at least half of the family members have a smartphone so you already have a bunch of controllers laying around the house that is really so they might as well be utilized that is a really interesting concept yeah i mean and that's kind of what's ridiculous about the nintendo thing is like you can only have one of the one of those tablets and it's only single touch it's only single touch and it's one it's like at least as far as i know the, the ps4 and the xbox should be able to handle multiple i don't know i don't know what the rule is but um, that's a really kind of cool concept that I didn't think about. I, but the problem is, is like, will a developer consider that? I know with like Watch Dogs, for instance, you know, they're supposed to do some pretty cool things. Yeah. Um, what is, is that also the game in multiplayer where you can play against them? Like you can. I wouldn't s- doubt it. Like, I don't, I don't, I haven't paid I think, much attention. I think, I think there was game. something where like yeah. the person can be out in the world and then you can like set up other things to like compete again like yeah i don't know well i'm i i don't know too much about the game i'm guessing they're gonna have multiplayer and uh people are gonna be able to join in just to be an ass to whoever's just, in just, the match but just on a but just on your phone though like you could yeah. be a warrior like oh blah blah blah's playing the game i'm gonna turn on these like video cameras or yeah. something you know just to fuck with it as far as i know people don't even need to own the game to actually exactly participate that's in the saying. game that's what i'm saying yeah yeah it's which is a cool thing but if you could have multiple people doing that too that's pretty awesome. Well, one thing I'd love to see tablets do in any any role playing game just be my damn map. Map switching to the map <laughs> is so obnoxious because most games don't make it a one button push, which it really should be. Right. It, I want to hit select, and the map should be right there in my face. Why why can't I just pull up well, the map on my tablet? That's a, that's something that kind of like just other than kinda, a website. I want to see the position of my character. It like fathoms me like why the new Mario Kart does not use the tablet. I mean, it has it, a horn. It, it's a horn. It's a horn. But like, why, why, why didn't they develop it in the sense like you have the map and you have all the cars and let's say you get a turtle shell, maybe you target on the map 
the player that you actually want to hit yeah. instead of just shooting it out. You could like do something more creative. Well, yeah, they they should come out with a new turtle shell instead of the stupid yeah. blue one that goes to the front. Yeah, special, you should be like, able homing, to special homing, homing one. shell or something. That'd be cool. There's all these kind of cool things, and it no, it's a I'm gonna a horn. As as far as I know, the horn doesn't do anything other than just beep. It doesn't do anything in game. Right? I, I just, it's I guess it's a trend that could be awesome, but I feel like developers are just gonna let it go, and it's probably because of us core gamers, we just play a certain kind of game. We don't really see it, you know. But I feel like it could be awesome, but developers well, would really have even to, for core gamers, it could be a great addition be. to any game. It just has to have the right ideas behind it. It'd be cool. Like, I mean, you were showing me, uh, you sh- you told me to check out that uh, that Radiohead experience. The what was it called? Uh, Flora. Fa- yeah, Polyfauna. Polyfauna. Now, let's say let's say you're playing a game, like you're playing like a new Batman game. Let's say it's a new Batman game, and then you have your tablet, and it, you use that. You look at it when you're in the game. It syncs. And then it allows you to see, instead of it being the detective mode in the game, it requires you to, like, look around. So, like, you're actually using a device yeah. to investigate the world as opposed to changing. You have, Which I, 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 I could actually see that being a really cool cooperative mode versus having a tablet sitting in your lap so you have it ready to do detective mode to drop your controller and switch it up, you know, like that. But if somebody else was sitting next to you and playing around with the tablet doing the detective stuff, yeah, Batman does it all himself, but you might as well have somebody sitting next to you just to, like, hey, uh, check that wall. Right. But I also feel like in games, I think that's another trend, like, a lot of games nowadays, the whole mapping, like, the... Like, I feel like in... I think that's what one of the things that be, bugs me about the Batman games is like it's got that thing where like you click it and then it's like it's the cheat mode basically it's like oh this is what you have to do now and I think if you made that kind of more I don't know techy and different instead of it just being a mode where you switch I don't know maybe it's yeah. me well, I, I just feel like it's an, an unoriginal and I feel like a lot of games do that kind of like oh here's where you, it's what you do next this is anyway that's yeah of, well that that's the holding your hand thing but, <laughs> yeah but the the games like that are kind of annoying to me because the game looks wonderful, but more than half of the game you end up spending in, in this, that shitty mode. Yeah, this it just looks like a giant <laughs> wireframe, and these characters look green or red, and exactly. they, yeah, they're holding a red gun. Okay, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's a bad guy, but you can't see what they look like because right, you're right. busy detective. You spend a lot of time in that mode because yeah, uh, yeah, that's one of those. We kind of we're talking about one trend, but that's another trend. I think a lot of games because. They don't want to hold your hand, but at the same time, they need to get their point across, and then it's a really, it's an interesting thing. It's kind of like, here's another one. Like, what do you think about, like, you know, in games, like tutorials? I, if they're done right, they're fine. Uh, do you like I mean, that? if it's in your face, it's like obvious stuff, like hit X to jump. I don't think, come on, if you're playing a game, who's not going to try the buttons to do something? Right, huh? Right? It's... it's just monotonous i i like how blood dragon did that <laughs> thing it's like just making fun of it, it keeps pulling up dialogues like you can't even move until it tells you to and the guy's like swearing at the screen just like skip this tutorial right no i just i feel like sometimes it's like i don't feel like games really need to do it very often because you you do if you like are kind of in like a like a let's say the you know the 
Delora Croft mansion, and you're just kind of fucking about. You f- you pick up stuff. You know yeah. how. Um, and then I feel like once you figure out the mechanic, you like it's it then becomes so obnoxious when they start. Yeah, and I guess I don't. I guess the balance finding the balance because I guess there's obviously kids or people that don't know how to play and they need that, but I wish there was a way to like turn that off or some games give you the option right at the start like how, how often do you really because i don't i don't well, really, how every, often how often do you never know what you're doing yeah well every single game that i get new or start i always go straight to options mm-hmm. i mean i want to make sure that it's fine-tuned how i want uh like i always have to invert my y <laughs> y directional right. what is with that too Shouldn't most games in North America have it already inverted since I think most people do it that way? <laughs> well, that that makes me think of something that I really loved about the Xbox. Oh, every, it saves your settings for everything? Yeah, yeah. You, there's actually a setting to invert every game before you even start it. Right. That, why isn't that implemented elsewhere? That, that would be nice. Because I don't want to do it for every game I play. I play a lot of games. I don't want to do that every single time. Mm. Has there ever been a trend, do you think, in a game that, like, went away that you really liked and you wish it would be here still? No? You don't know? No, well, uh, back to Super Nintendo days. (laughs) Secret of Mana. Uh Uh-oh. Three-player action role-playing game. Yeah, why does it have to only be two or four? Yeah. Why can't... And it doesn't need to be third person. It can just be a really nice looking game from the top down and have really creative graphics and all that. And you can just... It doesn't have to be too serious. Yeah, lighthearted. Do you feel like... That's another thing. Like a lot of games, they're really dark now. They are dark. Well, movies are even going that way. For the most part. Yeah, but games, it always has this horrible dark backdrop. I mean, do people need... All that anger and distaste in their mouth to play through the game. Obviously, I I like lighthearted stuff. I'm not an angry person that needs to take my anger out on these games. It's like uh, I was watching Metal Jesus on his uh, first-person shooters episode, and uh, he he brought up uh, Time Splitters, and it's like I love that game. It's such a good, lighthearted, funny. Like why why do all the first-person shooters have to be these just Dark, dark evil, gritty, gritty yeah. end of the world, or you're you gotta kill yourself. That's like I'm kind of, oh, like I kind of hope I was kind of hoping Bioshock Infinite was gonna be like that, but then it gets it gets so serious. I mean, it has this lighthearted look to it. It's it and turns it's, more shooter than the other ones. But then it gets so like, and then at the end, it's like it's all about faith and oh, it just gets so heavy handed. Yeah. It's just like wow, oh, man, whatever. It turned a sharp corner. <laughs> it's just like yeah. Nah. I just, I want, I guess, I, there's, you know what, and those games are probably out there. I mean, Portal is funny. I mean, but it's still sure a dark game. I'm sure there's plenty of, plenty of games I've missed that I would love. But. I know, we feel like we play everything, but yeah. then we miss everything as well. But, I don't know. Only anyway, so many hours in the year. And then we're talking about first-person shooters. And we could talk about sequels again. I mean, I feel like I didn't really get my point across, but um, I just, I want original games i think i want more different ideas i'm tired of more well, of the I, same i think sequels are okay to a certain degree like there's a lot of games where just two would have been fine 
the third one was just tagged on because the second one did so well. And the third one rarely ever does as good as the second one. So, I mean, might as well give, out, give up while they are ahead. So you feel... Well, I guess because we talked about Mass Effect, do you feel like you should have quit at Mass Effect 2 and then done a totally different game in the Mass Effect world? Do you think that Mass Effect 3 was not necessary? Well, I don't know about uh, not necessary. <laughs> it was planned as a trilogy. It's true. So if, if they plan these games as just duets, mm. well, a duets is kind of a pair, but you know what I mean. Right. Uh, but just two nice big stories with heavy hitting points. It doesn't have to have one, one high point and then you beat the game. It could just be like this huge epic scenario, the first game, and a huge amazing scenario, the second one, just to close it off. Well, I think us as a society, though, we're so we're brainwashed into trilogies. I think at this point, it's just kind of well, what we are. Isn't that kind of what DLC is for now? I mean, really, they don't need to make a third game. Just, hey, let's cap this off with a one more episode if they really wanted more. I don't know what DLC is for. I think DLC is just to make money at this point. Well, I think DLC is, it can be good. Like, I want to go through and play the Last of Us DLC because it takes something one of the characters said in the game and fleshes it out. It's like she talked about her best friend that she stayed with before the game happened. And I don't recall her mentioning her much at all in the game, but... The DLC that they just released goes back to when they were hanging out and going through what they were going through. And I think that is how DLC should be treated. It should add to the game. uh, Or, as I was mentioning earlier, DLC could flesh out the story more for people that want more. But uh, I really don't think trilogies are necessary. Like, I think I was pointing out the other, well, last year, that half of my shelf that was displayed on my wall of games all had threes in them. There were so many threes that came out in the right. last couple of years. It's ridiculous. And Well, there's a lot. I mean, especially at the end of that last year, it was like you had the Lost Planet 3, Dead Space 3. Uncharted 3. Uncharted 3, Assassin's Creed 3. I mean... Gears of War 3. <laughs> 3, 3, 3. There's so many trilogies. I'd be perfectly okay if everything was just but one, even, one or two games and then move on to the new ideas. But even DLC, I feel, is like a problem, you know, especially lately. I mean, I feel like as soon as the game is launched, then there's DLC. It's not like you don't even... Yeah, there always is. You no. know, not, that's, I think that's kind of a problem. I mean... I can and understand then, and, and multiplayer then, DLC. Yeah, yeah, throw that all out if people want but then they don't to enjoy it. the multiplayer stuff. And they don't support it for very long. Yeah. I was surprised Borderlands 2, I mean, is finally... 18 months. I mean, by the time it's final, it has another DLC Comes out in April. In April. And at that point, it'll be 18 months of support for that game since yeah. it's launched. And that's kind of amazing. You don't see that other games. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of... I mean, kudos to them. I don't think all the DLC for that game was awesome. At least it wasn't all arena battles. It's like, true. In the first one. It's true. But just, I just, arena battles are just annoying. Maybe because the game itself was so... I think it was so written so much better than the first one. I pretty much got my fill of it. I, you know, maybe I shouldn't have bought the season pass, but you still need to play through the Tiny Tina. I do. Stuff. I do. That's that, another. That's that was a... such a great piece of work. The writing and that was the, it's just so funny. 
here's a trend that'll never go away. Having more games than I know what to do with. Yeah. And no still buying them. Oh my god, I need to cure that situation. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, as as most Steam users <laughs> mention, is they have so many games because of the deals oh, yeah. that go on. How can anybody pass on a good this, game deal? This is true. So like they won't buy a new game for sixty bucks, but they'll buy like ten games for five dollars yeah. and then not play any of them. So like who exactly are they helping here? But it's funny, I mean, that's the one thing I want to ask them in when we do a Steam yeah. show because like so how many I know you guys are always talking about how great these you know, these deals are. But how many of those games have you actually beaten? And you know, yeah. it's like, or yeah. even played. You know, we're, we're still a <laughs> couple weeks away from that episode, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, but that's a trend too. I think is really big right now. Like just these massive. De- I think uh, you know, Sony does it with their PlayStation Plus, and then they have all these like they had a Valentine's Day one, and they have, they do the deals. I mean, Steam oh, obviously does great deals. I always take advantage of the uh, digital uh, store. What is it? Sales. Is it GOG or whatever? What is it? Uh, good old games? Oh, yeah. GOG. Uh, hum, uh, uh, humble Bundle guys. I, I buy stuff on Humble, humble Bundle for my Android, um, um, which also convert over to Steam. Microsoft's kind of the, kind of not really... They do sales. Do they? As big as that, you think? As big as, like, what we get on... Uh, they don't do 75%. That's, that's the usual going rate for PlayStation Plus users, 75% off. Mm. But it's a pretty. It's a, it's 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 something that Sony's really ramped up on, trying to catch up to Steam. I think feel like Steam probably obviously does it the best. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, I think like last, like this week, I think Witcher one and two, Witcher the first Witcher was like two bucks, and then Witcher yeah two was like four bucks or something. Well, I think uh, no, what they're what they're doing. I don't know what weekend it is. I think it was this weekend that you can download Witcher one and two. For free. Oh right, right, right. And, and play them as much as you can. can. And then buy it for two or four bucks. Yeah, but if if the week when the weekend ends, you can't play them anymore unless you buy it. Buy it, right, right, right. That's yeah. right, that's right. Yeah, that was, good this luck. Was good this, luck beating that was, one of those games. That was this weekend. I yeah, this weekend. But you guys listening to this won't know us that this weekend. So it was it was the weekend after Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, damn. What else do we got going on? Uh, Oh, I just had a thought, and it left my brain. Video games, man. Yeah, I just they totally they can do that sometimes. There's so much going on with the world of video games all the time. How can anybody keep their head clear on that? <laughs> what do you think about uh, like uh, game ratings? Like, do do you are you one of those people that find that like? A point score is important, or do you listen to you just? I I don't like game reviews. the The thing I like about game reviews is when they tell me what I don't know, I don't know if it's what really the a game trend, plays but... like. No, it's not really a trend. It's always been there, but I don't know the one through fives and the one through tens. I don't know. I I do sometimes go by it, but oftentimes if it's a series that I'm interested in, I'll just pick it up. But I I prefer a review that just tells what the game is. I, I stopped reading reviews for a long time because a lot of reviewers ruin plot points because they, they tell certain events in the story that, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to know anything about the game. A lot of times I don't even read the re, like the main previews right, right. and any of that because I just don't want the game ruined for me if I'm really into it. So to, to, so to try and tie it into that, 
and we're guilty of this too because we have a show on YouTube, but there are like a lot of review shows on YouTube now. Do you watch any of that stuff? I watch um, uh, Zero Punctuation because it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard of that. I have not actually heard. I don't, I actually don't watch, I, would, I, I watch some stuff, but they're usually not like current video game shows. I don't watch any current. I watch a lot of retro stuff. Well, I, I spent a, a little while yesterday watching some back episodes. It's the Escapist magazine. They have this guy, uh, Yahtzee Crenshaw or something like that, and he does his show called Zero Punctuation. He reviews games with this unique art style that he has based off of the characters he created, and uh, he doesn't take a breath pretty much in between his review and he, <laughs> right. he just puns the hell out of it and it's pretty amazing how much yeah. content is out there though i mean it's really taken off in the last few years it's pretty nuts what do you think about like the what uh the twitch streaming uh obviously playstation 4 xbox is getting it it's been on pc i mean this is taking off huge i mean i well i like the idea um have you used it I have watched one of my friends play, and he's watched me play. That's about it. Uh, I would like to figure out a way to connect it to our Facebook page, <laughs> uh, Couch Co-op Show. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. But as far as I can tell, there's no unique login or password for it, so oh, I can't sorry. like link it to it, so I can't post... Hey, I'm playing this right now. I actually have to go on and type it. Right, right. I can't just start what's the game. A, what's it like to use it? And do you think it's why do you think it's taken off? People, I don't know. People just like to have people to talk to. I think a lot of people just sit there to BS with people. It's kind of an evolution of couch co-op in a sense. You just yeah, sit in there you're just playing, hanging out playing with a few hundred people. people. <laughs> if you do, yeah, I'm just hanging out playing this game. Yeah, what 400 people who watch me play? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, people that suck like to do it too. I mean, it's. As long as the trolls aren't out, you know, it's not too bad. But so, when people start critiquing everybody and yelling at them and stuff like that, this it is takes something. The fun out of it. This is something totally not a trend. But I have never. I don't I haven't even asked you about this yet. Like you have a PS4. Have you had the ability to do that thing where you have a person play the game for you? They talked about it originally in the. It was one of the first things you could do. Have you been able to play a game with someone else and like say, I can't get past this part or like... No, I, I've still never seen any of the... Uh, I've, God, I can't even remember what they're called. But yeah, there's events that are interactive, I think is what they call it. It's an interactive stream. I don't know how they work. I've never seen I've never one. I, I jump on every once in a while to see if there is any interactive streams, but... That's just purely a curiosity thing because yeah. I know that was one of the things that PlayStation Four you maybe, could do. Maybe Jason and I should you test that out sometime. I, I was I was curious if that actually worked. I was like, it's like one of those things. Like, could you actually hook five Playstations up and get Gran Turismo Five to work? Well, yes, you can. But I <laughs> had, had I never knew anyone who did it. So, um, so what do you think about this uh, influx of survival horror games? Well, since I've only played one of them recently. Which is the... That's Outlast, Outlast on the PS4. I enjoyed it. I really did. I, I think I'm ready to get back into survival horror. The last kind of survival horror games I've played were Dead Space 1 and 2. I didn't play 3, but I really enjoy that feeling of just like being on edge and, you know, right at the edge of your seat kind of gameplay. What about the like 
the PC ones, like, uh, you have any interest in, like, I mean, I guess we don't have PCs that run it, but, like, DayZ or Rust? Well, I, I don't know. That seems like an interesting concept. I think the Dust guys are thinking of uh, developing their game for the PS4 and Xbox One, yeah, so I might yeah, try I it when it comes out for that, but, I mean, it just seems like it might be a little more than I can deal with right now. I don't have that much time these days, but uh, I mean, you have to build your character pretty much from his underwear up to wearing Kevlar that (laughs) you've built, you know? So, I mean, it sounds like you just have to invest so much work into these games. And I, I don't know, that's, that's a quite, it's kind of like undertaking. It's kind of like something that was like brought up by, you know, kind of Minecraft and, you know, that's kind of a survival horror game in a sense. I mean, you're supposed to build and survive from the creepers and then, and then now these they have these other games doing the kind of the same thing, except they look a lot better, suppose you know. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that um, kind of goes along with those games is like those games are like well, Rust is only like in alpha, Daisies and beta. Yeah. Um, what do you think about like these games that aren't finished, going for sale? This is something that's new. That's kind of weird going on. Do you, and then. Like, let's say Rust or Daisy isn't very good, and you have all these people really pissed off that it's not good. Well, it's like you didn't buy a finished product. You know, you knew this going in. Well, I like that concept better than these poor people that support games on uh, fundraising right. type websites where, you know, you submit money, and uh, once the game's finished, you might get a copy and this signed thing, but there's a lot of games that never get finished. Whereas, if you're buying a game that's in alpha or beta, it's already working. So you're actually already getting a value out of it. Or kind of working. I mean, yeah, some... kind, kind of working. But still, if people spend money on this stuff, I mean, I'm sure they get their money back if that's, it doesn't that's... ever get funded. But it's the crowdfunding thing. That's a it's, huge it's, trend too right yeah, now too. But really, they're pretty similar because if nobody was funding these games, then would they still be creating them? Or if they still were would anybody publish or support them i mean how would they get this money well i feel like i don't even know like how many kickstarter games actually get to completion i mean it sounds like that rate goes up and down i feel like not many have really i haven't supported one of them i've never supported one i mean i know it's the really big thing to do right now and like everyone's doing it so like that's a huge trend but i'm i'm always too worried i I mean obviously the ouya that's a console but that made it to completion and it flopped kind of flopped yeah yeah but i mean um i think the angry video game nerd had a game that was a kickstarter thing that made it to steam i mean i I guess steam does it too steam has the green light thing yeah green light how does that work? That's, but that's, I, that's, I think that's those not, are completed games. Those are completed games, Yeah, right? that go on, and if they're good enough or voted up enough, they go on to Steam for purchase. All right, so that's totally different than the Kickstarter thing. Um, but I feel like, like for the instance in Rust or something, where um, you buy something that's not finished, you shouldn't complain about the game. Because, like, obviously it's going to be broken in areas, well, people, and you should know that. Yeah, people should understand what alpha or even the beta phase means like most beta phases are 
the tested so people can submit the bugs or if there is a problem you report the problem to the person that's making the game so they can correct these but problems. But don't you, don't you, you instead of rage hating on these people you know throwing death threats at them like most of these people But you don't feel do. you don't feel like it should you should have to pay for I mean I, I feel like you know you like let's say you get into beta for like Titanfall or you get into beta for some Blizzard game you're not paying for that you're getting the game free. But games like that have huge finances and funds behind them. And these small companies that, well, that I guess that's not even fair because Blizzard <laughs> has done the same thing. And have they're they? a huge company with an unlimited amount of money. It's true. And, yeah, these small companies that are making Daisy and Rust, you know, they don't have unlimited funds like big companies like Blizzard. So uh, I don't know what to say about Blizzard. I really am these, not... These guys, I, I can understand where... That would actually work for them. I am not against them charging it because it helps them finance the right. creation and the further support of the game. Do, I wonder if they, once it's out of beta, I mean... The cost will go up. Oh, well, I know the cost will go up, but like like in an MMO or something when you're in a beta or something and you're a character and then when it's out of beta, they kind of reset it. So like you have to restart with everybody, I guess. I If you bought the game as a beta... And you've created your character. Obviously, they're gonna allow your character in. They can't reset everything, can they? Because like, like what happens when that game goes live and you have all these beta players that are like super high ranked and they just destroy these noobs? Like, where's? Who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll just be on a different server. Who knows? Maybe. I mean that that's an option. Well, that that's kind of what Final Fantasy did. I mean, all the people that were on it before the game no, that's true. shut down and got fixed. You know, they put them on their what the legacy servers, right? So that's true. nobody else could join these legacy servers with these longtime fans. So that was originally so that should have been called Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy fourteen beta, and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it would make sense because it was terrible. It like I didn't play it, but obviously it was completely horrible, and they had to pull it and what, take two more years to fix it. I just feel like I want. I would never buy a game in beta, I feel like. It's not complete. It's not the game. I don't have the patience to buy a game for beta because I, I want to play the completed game, so I, I don't also have feel, to worry about it screwing up. It also feels like they're just, they don't... I kind of also feel like they don't know what the game... What the, what, if they're doing that, what the game should be. Because I, I read the news, and like I know like for, in Rust's instance, they decided to get rid of zombies completely. Yeah. It's like it was originally going to be this kind of game, but they don't really want it to be that type of game after, you know. And so it's like they don't really know what they want the game to be. And so, like, they need to, to coax people to play it. And by, you know, but. Well, you mentioning zombies uh, kind of reminds me of, I think that was something brought up in trends. Zombies. Oh, the amount of zombies in yeah, games? but. Uh, I hate, yeah, zombie trend needs to go I, away. I believe there's several <laughs> companies that have mentioned that zombies are just a great scapegoat to creating crappy AI. It's true. This is true. Uh, so they don't have to worry about that wasting their time. And they then just they, create and, a mindless thing. And then they get into the, the thing. They don't call them zombies. They call them clickers or they call them whatever. I yeah. just, it's yeah. I, I, walkers. Walkers. Uh, or I, I could totally do without any more zombie games. I, 
I don't know, man. But what would they call it? It's going to be a mindless thing that's infected. It's I want, not the infected. I don't even want a, that. I don't want that kind of enemy at all. <laughs> you want smart aliens? Yes, or I want smart aliens. Yeah, more smart, smart aliens. aliens. Some, some toads. More some, XCOM. Some, some uh, random animals we need crawling the, in the bushes. I think XCOM is a trend that needs to... I had, I had a lot of enjoyment with that game. I think uh, more... I think another thing I'd like to see in Journey, that whole like kind of random multiplayer aspect, I would like to see more of that. That would be a trend that would be really awesome. Are kinda, you talking drop in, drop out, or just yeah, but randomly like the meet random, up with the random meeting up with people? What kind of trends would you like to see in games? Like, I, I think that would be. I think that's something that happened to a game. I wish people would take and run with because that's just kind of cool. But it doesn't really affect your game. But it. Yeah, I, I can see what you mean. Well, I I like, well, what Destiny is doing. Oh, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean it's already happens in like MMOs at least I know only Final Fantasy 14 you know the fates that happen right I mean everybody gets together these kind of instances yeah. where like everything but comes those together. people were already you could see all those people already right but I think, in destiny it's like you can't see all these other people in the world until one of these big events happens and then people show up in this huge community and you don't even have to participate in it if you don't I think so, I think we're going to see a lot of that in this next generation yeah, of consoles. Yeah, and I I like that. I mean, it's something it's different. that you're just concentrating on. You know, you're going through the story, and then something else happens, and a whole giant group of people jumps in, destroys it, and bam, you dismiss yourselves and go back to what you were doing. And that's awesome. That's a great community event. Right. I think I think like I think Borderlands will probably take from that. I, I imagine, hope so. I imagine a lot of games are going to kind of jump on that kind of. Uh, that bandwagon because I think it is really interesting like you have your group of friends but then and then it's not a, your game isn't affected by the multi well, player I'm, aspect it's I'm kind of curious if there's any follow up in that if, if is there a delay past that point can you meet up with these people invite them to be your friend or anything like that I'm, I'm kind of curious about that I know there's going to be like deathmatch and stuff like, like PvP that type stuff yeah or... but I, do these people just disappear or do they actually have to drive away a certain distance before <laughs> Just like, they disappear <laughs> yeah i don't know how that's gonna work i'm kind of curious to see where that develops i just i like the idea of a game i guess like like in a like an mmo is like a, like a great idea of a game but like it's just so there's too much stuff going on it'd be cool if you were questing by yourself and then you came a across someone else who just happened to be in the area and it's like oh hey i'm doing this quest would you like to do this quest and then you you haven't gone to the person where they got that quest from but then you get it because this person is now doing this quest and you so you learn the story from that person and then you're like oh sure and then you go off with them to do this quest and it's just like that's kind of this more that's something i would like to see i kind of feel like like in journey you're not really sharing quests, but like you kind of come and you kind of start sharing the game, and then maybe that guy wants to go do something else, and then he leaves. Yeah, it's like, oh, somebody like, wants to explore right, versus I, you just want to go. go through, right. Yeah. See, and I kind of like that'd be kind of cool. It's like, oh, well, maybe you don't want to do the quest with this person or something. I just, it's more kind of, it seems more like it's a real world thing as opposed to just like, I don't know. It, it's kind of MMO. It's like the dividing line between an MMO and just a cooperative like it, game. If it was just a game, that people inhabited it would be yeah. very interesting 
and then that's where you can see where like um really see where the multiplayer and the like the solo campaign the lines blurring and going away because oh there is a solo campaign there just happens to be other people around that maybe yeah you know i don't know yeah you can get assistance if you don't want it it's a trend i would like to see if it were built off these other aspects of games that i think could be very interesting but well i don't know what i would fear with something like that is my experience with mmos recently of course final fantasy is you have this quest and you have to kill a certain amount of enemies blah 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 which is monotonous but there's some of them that don't spawn as often but there's like 50 people in the same area waiting for that same right, enemy right, right, right. so you might be able to almost walk over to it before it's dead i mean that takes a lot of the fun away i got really tired of that and that's one of those things i guess you'd have to work on because it's like but at the same time i don't know like why wouldn't there just be a whole bunch of them and they wouldn't I don't know. Then it would just be cluttered with an enemy. Right. Then it would look dumb. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. There there has to be some kind of balance there. I don't know. An easy way to turn it on and off where it's like you're in your own community trying to do this or you can only come into this person's zone with friends invited or something like that. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do, I think. But I, I guess are we out of trends? I think so. I think we're out of trends. All right. Well, we got through that episode. Uh, hard drive spinning slow for some reason on my computer, and I don't know what else happened. What yeah. else happened? Yeah, if there was a couple of edits in there, <laughs> cuts and weird little sounds, that's probably because that poor poor computer is struggling. My, it's struggling. It's old. I need to get a new one. But, uh, yeah, that's it uh, on this episode. Um, please check us out. Please check out our YouTube page for our YouTube show. That's at uh, youtube.com slash milkmanpictures. You can find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash couch co-op show. There's no hyphen. It's all one word. And, uh, yeah. Um, Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I'm Ian. I'm Jared. And uh, we'll see you later.